It's Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon, a beautiful afternoon, at least in central Indiana. They, Tom and I could be sitting out on the back porch doing this show, but we're not. We're inside, and that's okay. It's a great fall afternoon in West Lafayette. It is our Acre Pro buy sell. And uh, when, it, when it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. Acre Pro Midwest Farm Group are your local farmland specialists. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better, whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland. I don't know what Tom Dienart does with his time. Mm. He may be buying and selling farmland. I don't know. <laughs> but your local local like a pro agent, and that would be Kyle Spray and others, they'll walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. You can visit acrepro.com or call 765-775-6502. Talk to Kyle he probably talks some football with you too, because he's on the sidelines for every, uh, he'll be on the sidelines for the Indiana game as he works with the chain gang with Purdue. So Trent Johnson, Kyle Sprague, two guys kind of cut out of the same cloth. The uh, great guys that have been, uh, they do a lot of stuff outside of their day jobs, I should say. All right, Tom. It's funny how a week of scoring 49 points and, and uh, doing things offensively, and all of a sudden you have, Numbers to talk about, and that's a lot about what this buy-sell is about. But we're going to start with one of the things, I don't know if it's a question you asked yesterday on Monday with uh, Ryan Walters, but just about the atmosphere at Ryan Field. It will be Purdue's last trip to Ryan Field. We'll talk a little bit about some of the gnashing of teeth that's going on in the city of Evanston, but this will be, the the stadium's going to get built from all indication. But 11 o'clock start, and I, I, we won't know how many people will be in the stands, but will there be an announced crowd of over 27.5 for this game uh, on uh, Saturday? I, and, I, and I'm not even sure where the Wildcats have done with, the, with attendance uh, on a regular basis, but uh, going to be a small crowd. Are you buying or selling that? Uh, if there was a turnstile count, would you, would you, would you let me, I'll, I'll change that to 20,000. Do you think there'll be 20,000 people in attendance uh, at, at uh, kickoff at 11 o'clock? I'll buy that gosh, 20,000 Alan for a big 10 football game. I hope maybe yeah. I'm being too hopeful, but um, let's just, we have no way to measure it, but yeah. Okay. I think yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe there'll be more than 20,000 tickets sold. How many people will show up? I guess uh, that will be the interesting thing. Um, I think you said the weather's supposed to be pretty good, about 50 degrees. Uh, but, yeah, you've been up there a lot. I've been up there a lot over the years. And it's just notorious for, for having poorly attended games if it's not Ohio State or Michigan or some other fan base bringing a lot of people with it. And Purdue does have a lot of alums, we all know. And they area. will, yeah. It will. There'll be a good share of Purdue fans up there, but probably not enough to really tilt this thing into a, into a big electric atmosphere or a big crowd. So, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going to be optimistic and by the notion there will be over 20,000 there. Uh, like I said, it's it's going to be a sleepy environment. Um, 11 a.m. local time. Um, you know, Purdue's having a tough season. Northwestern's having a, a good season for their by their standards and given their circumstances at five and five. But still, I, I can't imagine it's going to be real raucous up there. That's why, you know, coaches always have to be mindful of making sure their guys are ready just because right. man, you can just come out like a zombie not be ready to play uh, in such a stale, sterile atmosphere. That's like a library. So, uh, again, you're right. I asked Ryan Walters about that yesterday. and He's played up there. He knows what he's walking into, and I'm certain he's going to try to get his team as ready as he can be for that. Again, what can be a pretty, uh, you know, uh, a, a very, you know, like I said, quiet atmosphere, if you will, sometimes almost like a library. 
Yeah, it's crazy because uh, in the wonderful world of StubHub, I know that Purdue Northwestern basketball on December the 1st, they're going because my point is Purdue does have a good size alumni and there'll be Purdue fans there uh, mm -hmm. that are Chicago area. But the, those tickets for the 7,000 seat to, uh, at for Northwestern basketball are going at about 100 bucks each. So uh, it's crazy how that works. Supply and demand at work, uh, to be sure. All right, I want to ask is Northwestern's had a pretty amazing year, and they and they got my attention last week as much as anything. They got my attention first by beating Minnesota. I thought that that was such a shocking comeback uh, and the way they did it in the fourth quarter. But going up to Wisconsin, I understand the Badgers are depleted, to say the least, but Tanner Mordecai did play, and 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 Braylon, Braylon Allen only ran the ball three times. But my point is, this is David Braun has done a terrific job out there from all accounts, fighting maybe for an opportunity to be the to be the head man there. Who knows how that will play out? Will the interim tag go away? I don't know. Uh, but are you buying him if the in the Wildcats have Purdue and Illinois? They need to win one of those two games to become bowl eligible. Um, are you buying him for Big Ten coach of the year? Is he gonna is he gonna win it? You know what? I think he probably should win it, Allen, but my guess is he's probably not going to win it. Um, you know, I just think they're going to give it to either Ryan Day probably or, or, um, or, you know, maybe even Kirk Ferentz, I think, you know, for yeah. all the stuff they take at Iowa, uh, for them to be able to continually win like they do every week is nothing short of amazing. Uh, and then there's, then there's Northwestern, David Braun, you know, well-documented what they went through up there this summer with the hazing allegations, the investigation, the subsequent dismissal of longtime coach Pat Fitzgerald, uh, you know, the promotion, the battlefield promotion, if you will, of David Braun from defensive coordinator to head coach. And I'll, I'll tell you, Al, if you'd have told me back in August this team was in contention to win a bowl, I'd said, you're crazy. Yeah. Uh, I thought they'd be 1-11 this year, 2-10. and 10. Look like the program was in shambles, but my gosh, here they are. Like I said, five and five, play Purdue, play Northwest, play Illinois. So you got, got to like their chances maybe to get to six wins. So I certainly think he deserves it. Uh, he's still calling the defense, Alan. He's still the D.C. And, you know, talking to, to Louis, Louis Vicari, who covers the Wildcats like nobody else, really, wildcatreport.com, he thinks it's almost a fait accompli that it's got to be Braun, right? I mean, yeah. He's done more than enough to merit this job. Uh, so, again, um, I would have to agree with Louie on that front. So, yeah, I'm going to buy the notion that that David should be the, uh, the front runner to be the Big Ten coach of the year. Yeah, I'm with you. I will buy, I buy that notion. I agree that he probably – depends. If they finish seven and five, and that wouldn't be oh, make yeah. Purdue fans too happy, then I think he could certainly be in there. Uh, Iowa still – basically has got uh, the magic number of one to to make it to to uh, Indianapolis. They have a two-game lead with two games left. But um, it has been amazing. And I thought it was interesting on Monday that Coach Ryan Walters, Purdue's head coach, talked about the fact that uh, – you know, how much homage he paid, and 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 it's it's pretty universal, I think, in the coaching world about Pat Fitzgerald, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, saying Coach, yeah, Coach I mean, Fitz he's, is uh, one of the most respected yeah, guys, no, you know, no matter what life, went down, we and we don't know facts, all the details, uh, certainly, but I never that, uh, David Braun was able to carry that, that on, uh, uh, never uh, really at least the positive stuff that has, has been so universally united. Uh, 
get your attention and, and, of Northwestern. And uh, and for him to lose his job the way he did was again, uh, no, 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 nobody could have seen that coming. So, um, yeah, if you know, Pat's fighting it all in court, so we'll see where it all, yeah, all ends. but it was just just a sad end for I, well, I think so. I think he's a good guy. Um, again, more shall be revealed, but again, um, it's it's just it's just too bad that 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 it had to end like this for Northwestern and Pat Fitzgerald, the kind of guy Alan you thought they would one day have a statue in front of the stadium for him. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I looked at him and kind of Matt Painter's guys in their own areas that are kind of the guys that were for the big picture, other coaches, but also had a propensity to do it the right way and uh, yeah. and very well respected by other coaches. Certainly, um, uh, things can change from time to time. That's for sure. All right, we had the, the notion that um, we know that there's a vote this week, or maybe by the time mm. you watch this, about the uh, a lot of talk about Ryan Field. Of course, they, this is the last game that Purdue's going to play and, uh, in uh, Ryan Field. And the fact that uh, they are they are going to have a uh, a vote because the big the big issue is not is the state is the concerts that could potentially be at the new Ryan Field and what will happen with that. But uh, it's not going to impact whether the, the Ryan's going to give the money apparently and the fact that it's going to be built. But uh, so it's no buy seller whether this is the last game. It is going to be the last game. Just, I think they're going to work out those details. Did you have any other anything else to yeah. add to that? I know you talked to Louie. Yeah, you know, you know, the last night, as a matter of fact, down the, the Evanston City Council was supposed to give the final vote on Northwestern's plan to rebuild Ryan Field, but it didn't happen. I guess they tabled it for now, and and uh, supposed to have a special meeting next Monday. So. It still has not been rubber stamped by the communities just yet, Alan. Um, um, Northwestern, uh, I don't know how long ago it was, weeks or months ago, but but they they did work out a deal to help maybe smooth the process and to get some approval from the city by 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 saying they're gonna they're gonna give the give the city the community 100 to 157 million dollars spread over 18 years uh, for I guess the city to use it at, at its will. So as you know, Alan, um, a lot of times money can <laughs> yeah. money can solve a lot of problems, get people to change their mind, right? If you keep adding zeros to the end of numbers, people can change the way they feel about things. Right now, again, over $100 million has, has already been committed by the university to the community. So again, um, it sounds like it's going to get done here at some point. Uh, and again, according to Louie Allen, the plan, according to Pat Fitzgerald before he got fired was, they would they would play in Soldier Field until the end of the baseball season, then play in Wrigley Field. But he says there's a chance that the Bears could put the kibosh on that. And he even talked about maybe Northwestern playing in, I guess, their MLS venue. Yeah, down in the southwest part of the of, of the city. So Toyota Field, I believe it is. Yeah. So it's still still a little bit up in the air on where the games would actually take place. So maybe Wrigley will be a part, but where they play in the early part of the fall if they can't play in Soldier Field. I don't know, but that was one other venue Louis mentioned was the soccer venue. Didn't talk about Comiskey Park. Um, I'm not even sure where else they could play up there, Alan. Uh, I don't know if they could go to – they wouldn't go play in DeKalb, but Northern Illinois. I just don't can't know. imagine. University of Chicago. Again, I don't know, but uh, um, it's going to be kind of a fun little uh, drama to watch continue to play out here. Yeah, I think 1930, what was it, 1930? No, no, it was about 1940, the last year that University of Chicago played. 
I think that stadium is though they famous place with Amos Alonzo stag and all of that. Uh, but uh, I don't think on the South side of Chicago by the museum of science and industry, they have any football stadium there. I've anymore. never heard now. I, I was just thinking out loud there on the University of Chicago. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's just <laughs> Nobody a funny, said that to me, funny but... anecdote about uh, uh, the path that university of Chicago took uh, to, to leave the big 10. Uh, you know, it's very, very interesting. And, uh, in terms of the history of Big Ten football, all right, let's get to some numbers here. Ben Frio had a had had a good weekend, kicking the with field goals last week, uh, and has started to maybe get his get his feet under him with the with the blood clot and starting mm-hmm. to do the job that he need. Purdue, the last time they played in Ryan Field, twenty nineteen. Uh, J.D. Dellinger hits, what, a 39-yard field goal with three seconds left to win. Jeff Brom did not have, you know, that was not a good season for Purdue. Boilermakers finished four and eight, uh, but that was one of their wins uh, in that uh, in that game, uh, a 39-yard field goal. I'm going to ask, is he go, is Purdue going to buy or sell, going to have more, a 40-yard field goal or or deeper this week at, uh, at uh, Ryan Field? I'm going to buy it, Al, and um... – you know, uh, Friel didn't have to kick any last week. Right. It, we, he yeah. had the seven touchdowns, but at Michigan the week before, right. he had a couple. And uh, I, th- I think he feels like he's got his mojo back. He's healthy again, and uh, he does have a strong leg. And this is going to be a close game, I think. Uh, the Ozmakers think so. It usually is a close game. And it could come down to a field goal. Northwestern's made 11 of 12 in Big Ten play as far as field goals go. And, Purdue has just hit four of nine in, in their seven conference games. But, again, I'm going to buy it. I, I think this thing could come down to Frio hit, hitting a kick, Allen, and I think it could come down to him having to hit, hit a kick over 40 yards, too. Yeah, you look at that uh, situation and the ability to, uh, you know, offenses, despite what happened last week at Illinois and what happened to certainly in Ross-Age Stadium, it has not been a – uh, an offensive show in the West Division throughout the entire um, uh, Big Ten season. But uh, it's funny how things break out sometimes and things that you don't expect. You know, the over-under this game, 51 and a half, at least as of their first line. Are you, are you taking the over or the under? Are you, buy, are you buying the over in this game? Because pretty put 49 points on the board last week. If I'm, I'm going to go the under. You know, Northwestern's got a – a defense that's better than people think. Uh, two very good linebackers led by Bryce Gallagher. Just just sort of really solid from front to back, you know, talking to Louie. And David Braun, is a, like I mentioned, the head coach, he's the one who calls the defensive signals. It's a, it, it's a good defense, a good defense that doesn't allow a lot, a lot of big plays. So while the Boilermakers enjoyed that big explosion last weekend for 49 points, I don't think they're going to be able to replicate it against this Northwestern um this Northwestern defense, Allen. And again, it's kind of interesting. Northwestern, if you look at their schedule, Allen, you'll notice they've never won two in a row or lost two in a row. All year it's been win-loss, win-loss, win-loss the entirety of the season. So if that pattern holds, they're due for a loss, right? Um, it's kind of a fun thing to, to follow along with. But again, um, I, I think um, you know Northwestern's defense is going to prove to be a lot more formidable than and again, what the Boilermakers saw against the Golden Gophers last week. All right. He brought up the number that Purdue would be looking for its third straight win, right, against the Wildcats, something they haven't yeah. done from 97 to 2003. Crazy, isn't it? Uh, 
Uh, I know Drew Brees in nine in what in '98 had six touchdown passes and went up there uh, when Purdue put 56 on him. That was a far different time. Uh, well, uh, but uh, you look at this situation. Are you buy in the big picture? Are you buying or selling that uh, Purdue will add to that, keep that streak going? Northwestern win loss, win loss, and will Purdue get its third consecutive win? over uh northwestern uh come saturday afternoon about mid-afternoon in evanston i'm gonna buy it alan i think the boilers are gonna win and guys for you for people of our generation this was a game that you never worried about at all right no <laughs> i'm looking back right now i'm looking at the page of the of the series and they got producing wins in gold and the northwesterns are purple and the boy the streaks of gold are long and lengthy ones alan through the 60s, 70s, 80s, and most of the 90s. And uh, then Pat Fitzgerald really had Jeff Brom's number. He had the number of a lot of Purdue coaches there. They won five in a row at one point. And it seemed like they always won at ross Stadium, didn't it? They yeah. had a, a four or five-game winning streak in ross Stadium. Um, so, yeah, credit to those guys for 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 making that program really matter since what about the, the 2000 season. And um, But, again, I, th I think the Boyers are going to make it three in a row. And actually, then four or five, Alan, because the only loss uh, in the last four years was the 2020 game um, uh, for for Purdue over here, uh, over here in Ross State Stadium during the pandemic. So I'm going to buy the notion Purdue is going to make it three in a row against the old NU Wildcats. Yeah, you, know, you think about Gary Barnett, 1995, how shocking that was when they beat Notre Dame to start that year. And still, he never thought they were for real. And they beat Purdue to, to, to get a clear, I 95. think. Yeah, they 23 to 8 win in, in Ross 8. It got yeah. them, I think, a share of the Big Ten title, or at least it clinched a share at that point. And they won the next week. And, you know, they won the Big Ten back to back years. 96, after Jim Coletto had resigned, Purdue had him kind of had him, didn't have him beat, but they had a chance, a great chance to win up there, lost it in the end. Uh, they found ways to win. Of course, Randy Walker and then Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah. This has been a been a program that's uh, uh, been. Uh, you know, you're right though. I can still the Rick Venturi world in the in the late '90s and early late '70s. Pay. How about Francis Pay? Francis Pay. And I'll never forget the game in 1979. Purdue, Purdue's lone 10 win season in mm. its history. And Northwestern, I believe, was win winless under Rick Venturi coming into Ross Age Stadium. And Purdue barely gets out of there alive. I think it was like a 20 to 16 game. Mark Herman and company did not have a good day that day or that offense didn't. Uh, it's just one of those deals. Uh, it is interesting because this is a pure game for Purdue. You know, you're going to start yeah. to look at this game. Um, I'm not minimizing Purdue. I'm just saying these are games you need to win. Uh, and, and when you get into this 18 team Big Ten, you better beat the teams that you can that you can handle or that you're that are certainly in your sphere and then try to win as many of the games you can against ones that are, are a rung or two up the ladder from you, at least from a program standpoint. I know Ryan Walters is trying to change that and and who knows, maybe he will in time. But uh, this is a game you want to win uh, by definition. It would go a long way to, to for Purdue to help finishing off its season with a, a positive note. All right, Purdue played a really, and you've documented this, written this, its best game of the season certainly against Minnesota. Turnover free. Yeah. Uh, 
it's amazing how teams look when they don't turn the ball over. It's kind of like basketball. Matt Painter talks about it a lot. Boy, if we can just keep ourselves, we being Purdue, keep ourselves under 10 turnovers, we're great in basketball. Football, it's you just exponential, the difference. Purdue did not turn the ball over uh, against Minnesota. Uh, can you buy or sell that they can get through that a second consecutive week with no turnovers? I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it out. I think the luck will run out here. I don't I don't think they'll have any. I think they will uh, commit some turnovers this week. Unfortunately, and like you said, boy, if you can go turnover free, um, well, it does make a world of difference uh, in in your dreams of maybe uh, winning the ball game. And you know, for the most part, you look. I'm looking at the stats now, Alan. Purdue is right zero turnover margin. You got 14 giveaways and 14 takeaways so that really hasn't been a big issue for them this right. year so um but again um you know life has a way of evening out and turnovers are are uh, part of football life and uh well pretty had a good fortune last week i think that will uh i think that'll run out on this week i'll have at least one turnover all right purdue last one we'll hit on purdue did have a somewhat of a rarity two running backs over 100 yards the first uh, what in three or four years that that, that had occurred was since Markel Jones and DJ Knox did it, I think in 2018, I want to say, I knew that number last week, but it, uh, uh, a rarity certainly. Um, and yet Devin Mockaby still, you know, Tyron Tracy, who has been pretty effective as a running back this year and certainly Purdue, it seemed to be, and you've talked about this, a nice wrinkle to Purdue's offense to have both those guys in there. Ryan mm -hmm. Walters talked about you can't have them in there all the time uh, yeah. from a fatigue standpoint, but also from uh, the, in just different so looks. You guys, are, so you guys start uh, and, and, and different different looks uh, that happen. Uh, but but my point is, uh, Devin Lockaby still at 715 yards. He needs to get to 968 to beat last year's number. I think we have, we said that would be uh, an average of about 120 some yards. Are you buying or selling that he's going to do that? Now we, we started with a thousand yards. He could still get that too. Uh, but uh, how, how do you, uh, uh, how do you, are you buying or selling? He's going to beat last year's number. I think he's going to beat it. I'm, I'm going to buy it. He's uh that game last week, I think, was just what the doctor ordered. You know, uh, um, just he had the big run, the 65-yard run, a lot of big runs, Al. And he, he looked like Devin Mockaby. He was very mindful of securing the football, too. And, yeah. you know, back to your your note about the 200-yard rushers. Yeah, that was DJ Knox and what we said, Markel Jones. Markel Jones, right. 2018. Now, this is going back the last time Purdue did that in a Big Ten game, Alan. I saw it was 2002. And Brandon and Jones, Jones and, and Joey Harris. Right. So you're going, you're going, you got to go Against back to Northwestern, right? Um, to find the last time that happened in a big tank. He froze up. And, and Tom, that was against Northwestern, was it not? I'm not, I'm not sure who was against. But... Uh, because that was the game, the Brandon Kearse game, where Purdue ran for 407 yards against the Wildcats in that uh, in that game, and just chose. I think Kearse only threw the ball eight times. Uh, and uh, you're right it, it, in a big 10 game to have it uh, done really, really impressive, uh, especially against a Minnesota defense. that really wasn't shabby coming in. I mean, Purdue did a great job of, of getting the, getting the numbers there. So, um, we shall see. That's always fun. All right, man. It's always fun to do this uh, on our Tuesday. Uh, it's a pleasure for me to, to get to talk, talk some football with Tom Deanhart and, and talk some Maker Pro buy sell. We will do one next week as we lead into the bucket. It'll be kind of a short week because of Thanksgiving, but we'll do one as well. 
always storylines when it comes to Purdue and Indiana, that game at noon, both those games at noon Eastern, of course, 11 o'clock central for this week for uh, the Purdue Northwestern game. So thanks again, Tom. I want to thank acrepro.com. Uh, make sure you reach out to Kyle Spray. You can do that at acrepro.com or call 765-775-6502. And Tom will have, will have a lot more on the site. You can also subscribe to Golden Black dot com we would like to encourage you to do that a great time to do that makes for a perfect perfect uh holiday gift you know i think we could even get tom Dinart to send you a, a autographed picture of himself if you I'll do call that. you have to talk to you <laughs> there you go uh that might be above that might be above above your uh your your, your uh job description but uh, you'd be the kind of guy that would do that so all right have a have a great rest of the week everybody thanks for watching and listening and we'll see you next week on our acrepro.com bicep. Well, if I can hit stop. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.